Ken and Curtis on WEEI. Download the Odyssey app and listen on demand anytime. Right again, Curtis, as Curtis predicted. Worse than minus 8 degrees in the city of Boston this morning, and Brady was going to retire. He called it two years in a row. Good job by you, Curtis, as you come to us from the Jupiter Studios this morning. Oh, man. Balmy here, 72, a little bit of a wind, a little bit of rain out there. But I have to say, it is so awesome to be able to do this with you (laughs) every week, but especially when we can commemorate the greatest sports legend the country will ever know. And it really was a good week, I thought. I don't know. I was wondering how Tom would handle the second retirement without doing it in the Farvian way. <laughs> and um, while I don't think that was one shot, I don't think it was some random thing that morning. I mean, he is a corporation. Uh, whoever thought of it and whoever produced it and directed it, he did a well. He did a good job with the video. Good I enough thought. now that they're selling sand for 100k, which, by the way, has got to be a Brady accomplice. I mean, that is there's no oh, doubt totally. there. That's correct. That is that is Nancy Brady too. Six one seven texture, by the way, says. All I can say is this better be the farewell broadcast of the Brady Show with Ken and Curtis. Brady-free February after today. Can we guarantee that? I, I honestly, I, I do have a question. Like, if you're a Boston sports fan, how are you tired of Tom Brady? I, I honestly, like, do people in Chicago go, ah, turn Jordan off, boo. Like, <laughs> honestly, like, what do you want to talk about? Mark Bellhorn? Well, like, we're doing I, it today, gosh darn it. I mean, if you hate Tom Brady, you might, th- you might hate yourself. Just throwing it out there. Give me your uh, top so, Brady moments. I want the on-field Curtis top five. You've had okay, some time to think I, I about have, this. I, I, had to, I have a tie at five because I, I scribbled oh, this down. That is weak. I, well, if I am on brand. Um, two AFC title game throws, specific throws. Dion Branch after Jerome Bettis fumbled on fourth down. Wait, wait, I thought you said this was number one earlier in the week. It's one of his best throws, but I can't put it into Super If we're talking his whole career. It's got to be uh, amazing the throw. By the way, I was in the stadium for that. As cold as I've ever been until today. Freezing cold day. The that was the year where Joey Porter famously said, "You'll never, ever, ever get on our level." The Patriots' twenty-two game regular season or winning streak had come to an end around Halloween. Twenty-one and done. Twenty-one and done. Ooh, yeah. get one for the thumb. And um, they, uh, the Patriots, went in early because of a crazy winter storm. I was a junior at BC, living on Foster Street. We were somehow able to go out and get booze, return in a parked in a like a massive snowdrift, and I got seated right as they fumbled the ball. Next play, Tom Brady with just in a windy, cold night at Heinz Field, a place that was always brutal, mm-hmm. a laser. I mean, absolute dart. Deadly. That is there. Also at five, two there. I have the in a losing effort. We mentioned this earlier. Go back and look at the 2015. Patriots Broncos game Von Miller harassing Brady the whole day Gros- uh, Goskowski misses an extra point they go down the field fourth and ten double covered Rob Gronkowski Brady throws it in absolute perfectly falls into his hands they get a touchdown fill the extra point but one yeah. of the best throws I've ever seen that's why you hate Goskowski I do I number hate four people uh, oh, the third the three third and tens Overtime, Arrowhead Stadium, the 2018 season. AFC See, that's, that's my number two. I'd, I'd put that higher. That is unbelievable. The stuff that, he did there with Edelman and Gronk had one of those at least. And that was the ceiling of Romo's career. <laughs> Everything sucked since then. But <laughs> that was as – because you knew any one of those third downs don't get completed, Mahomes is winning the game. Like there was – it was just they needed that. 
unbelievable with that on the line. The fourth C- C- CBS executives had an intervention with Romo this week, so he'll be, he'll be much better. We're going to have that with you later. <laughs> Already had a couple of those. Um, we The fourth quarter against the Seahawks is next. Um, the Legion of Boom defense, the Patriots at that point were down 10. No team had ever come back from 10 or more points in the fourth quarter to win a Super Bowl in Super Bowl 49. Okay. Those two drives. The Super Bowl 36 is number two. A lot wow. of people put this at one. Unbelievable pass to Troy Brown. J.R. Redmond with the real key play of getting the ball out of bounds, running out to the sideline. In the face of John Madden in the booth, who was naysaying them even going for it. Everybody within the sound of my voice, the second pro tied the game at 17, we all said it was over. They're not winning. They never win these kinds of games. They get the ball. When Madden said that, I agreed. Okay, I think we all sat there saying, "Okay, Jesus." No, let's Pete get Shepard didn't. Pete Shepard thought they should go for it. Right, and he's been right ever since. So, uh, but the, the 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 most spectacular part of that is uh, Wiggy catches the final pass to set up the forty-eight yard field goal from Vinatieri. They spike the ball as Brady spikes the ball. The ball lands like a pillow, laces up in his right hand. <laughs> With the whole world watching, you're in a Super Bowl, and you're that cool. Yep. Unbelievable. Really special spot. And the final three drives of Super Bowl 51. Oh, really? Wow. That's cheating. You can't do that. Okay. The uh, the game-tying drive, okay. starting at your own six-yard line, 94 yards down the field. If you watch the, uh, the latest Brady thing on ESPN+, Plus, whatever that was called, Man in the Arena, Brady said he was, like, sort of knocked off his game on the first down play where he got sacked. The ball almost got picked off. I mean, he got pressured. The ball almost got picked off. That drive to go tie the game and then get the two-point conversion pass to Amendola. What an unbelievable – I mean, you had the Edelman catch on that drive. The, you know, unbelievable – maybe the craziest catch in NFL history. But with everything on the line to get your fifth – and I have to say, Romo gets a lot of credit for the AFC title game in Arrowhead. Buck and Aikman's call of Super Bowl 51 may have been a perfect call. In that game, with everything on the line, they discussed the historical impact as it was unfolding. Just the greatest sporting event I've ever seen. So there it is. Super Bowl 51 takes precedent in your mind as best Brady moment. So here's uh, Brady in his own words, at least as of uh, 2019. He was on with uh, Greg Hill Show every week here on WEI. And Fitzy was on that day and asked him, uh, well, Fitzy put his favorite throws to Brady and Brady responded. Here's a two-minute clip of that. I know what I think is your greatest throw ever, but I'd love to hear from you. What do you think is the best throw you've ever made as a Patriots quarterback? Man. Oh, God. Oh. Give me yours, and I'll see if that's in the top ten. Okay. Uh, 2003, overtime in Miami, the 78-yarder to Troy Brown. That was a great throw. That was a great throw. (laughs) That's definitely in the top ten. How about Ken Brell Tompkins, 2013? Uh, you know, that was kind of, that, that was more of, in my view, a poor defensive play. That wasn't like a spectacular throw. Uh, uh, but it was a great, it was a great throw. Go uh, ahead. I like okay. this. This is fun. A- AFC Championship. Uh, we didn't like the result, but how about fourth and 12 to Gronk down the seam with the two safeties draped on him? Yeah, that was a great throw. <laughs> yeah, it was. Most people, believe it or not, most people say that your best throw was in the divisional game to LaFell to give you guys the lead against the Ravens, ultimately sealing the win? Uh, no, I don't think so. That, that wasn't up there. There was a lot of ones to Moss. There was some to Stallworth, um, some going to David Patton. 
we always got to kind of pick the long ones. Um, There was a cool one I threw to Brandon Tate against the Minnesota Vikings. I fell, I think I fell down or what happened? I scrambled and then I just turned around and I threw it to Brandon Tate. It was at home with Brett Favre was the quarterback and he caught it and ran for a long touchdown. That was a pretty cool play. I threw one from my butt one time against the Bengals (laughs) to uh, Patrick Pass, like a seven yard gain. So that was pretty good too. No left-handed passes or, or no no-look passes yet, but I'm working on those. So those might be in the repertoire this year. we got to try to add some to the top ten. This yeah. could be cool. Um, all right. Well, listen, uh, thanks for checking. Oh, so wow. Listen is. to that. Greg Hill just lapping it up. Now he's selling Tommy Trader T-shirts. A couple things there. And a Mahomes shot with yeah. the no-look passes, as we knew at the time. There was a shot at Mahomes. But that's why 2018 is so huge, those third downs. Because if Mahomes, what Brady now has forever – He's 2-0 and against Mahomes in the playoffs, 1-0 and in the Super Bowl. Yeah. So that if they lose 2018 or they lose Super Bowl 55, then it's a different story. But the fact that Brady at 43 beat Mahomes in his prime in a Super Bowl will always be sort of a checkmate for anybody that tries to make that argument. And no appearance. He, Brady there mentioned the long ones. Number 50 to Moss is not there for you. End of the regular season that year. That whole team, I forgot about it the second that game ended in the Super Bowl. You wow. just can't think about it. None of That's that matters. That's historic. 50. People no, were I, going crazy that day. I, I remember it vividly. I don't know whose idea it was to have Bryant Gumble call that game. <laughs> what a horrible idea. But, you know, that was amazing. It was a, a huge play. That game was awesome. You know, but the, the, the rematch in the Super Bowl just negates any good feeling. Give me your top Brady moment, 617-779-7937. Curtis says, it is not Super Bowl thirty six but it is rather the comeback in 51. Steve and Sharon on the phones here on the Kenny Curtis Show. Hi, Steve. Good morning, guys. How are you? I have a comment. I just want to hear what you guys have a thought about. Is uh, Mahomes... Um... Uh, we're, losing, we're losing you, Steve. He said Mahomes, he said, uh, Mahomes will never catch Brady. I think that's what he was getting yeah, at. That I was mean, the subject line. The, the, it's the, what you'll see is you're going to see the argument reframed. So you're going to hear best of all time versus greatest of all time, most accomplished versus most talented. There's all going to be the semantical ways to get into this argument. It's already been going on. I saw Lewis Riddick. I saw Nick Wright. I saw others do it. Um, the thing that I've always said <coughs> regarding talent, talent without on-field success is a waste. So That's the Aaron Rodgers story. Right. Saying that Mahomes is more inherently talented than Tom Brady I would agree. But who cares? Like right. The reason you watch a sporting event is not to just have whoever's the most talented win. It's how people overcome their shortcomings to defeat a greater foe. He's so, a loat. Right, I mean, that boob. Has anybody looked? I thought he was supposed to move to Mexico like six times by now. But that, that, that's why. It, it, I, don't, I don't think the people that are associating that title with the players they like understand that it's a negative. That if you're over, if you're more talented than someone, but are unable to achieve the same level of success, then what does that say about you? Yeah, and these guys that are first round picks just don't have the inherent drive that Brady must have had as being the sixth round pick that he was. Just... And I think that that was with the resonation. What's resonated with us in Boston was that it was always like you're not New York, you're not this. There's a little bit of a chip on your shoulder when you mm-hmm. grow up around here. There, there's sort of like. You, you used to be the great city, the city on the hill, and now you're not quite, you know, whatever. The Patriots with Brady 
We're always overcoming the doubters. We're always hearing all week, oh, Brady, up, he's a pocket, he's a system guy, passes in the ear, as one guy used to say. <laughs> and they continually, not for weeks or a season or two, for decades, in different manifestations of the roster, different iterations of the way the team was built, different coordinators, different rivals, the people that Brady began his NFL career when Clinton was in office, and he survived, what, three administrations? Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the amount – Tom Brady came into the league six years before social media. And he was able to maintain a level where he still was top ten in jersey sales when who in America doesn't already have a Brady jersey? No. The guy resonated in a way that nobody else has because everybody thought they'd be better than him until they met him. By the way, Brady jerseys back in the Patriots Pro Shop online if you want them. There you go. Kraft is, is begging him to come back and that, endorse that. Are you serious? Swear to God, they're last year's uh, jersey renditions. Well, of course. Why wouldn't they be there? The red one is up there. Because they weren't there bucks. all year. Well, the year's over. Oh, my God. He just retired. You, so you talk about Brady being a money-grubbing guy doing everything for a buck, and you're saying the Patriots, out of the blue, reinstate the Brady jersey well, into what's their wrong pro with that? shop? Why you, don't, don't, you, don't, left? you don't think the Bulls have Jordan jerseys for sale in the yeah, pro shop? Guess what? I bet you they did in 2000 when he was a wizard. Well, Brady's not a wizard. He's not anybody. He's retired. No, I'm saying he was a buck, and they didn't have the jersey in there. What, a Bucks jersey? No, a Brady Patriots jersey. I don't understand what your beef is. You don't want Brady jerseys in the Patriots Pro Shop? No, I want to know why they were never there when he was playing for the Bucks. Well, he was the enemy. What? And, what? and by the way, how come that didn't make your list? Brady coming back to beat Belichick at uh, Foxborough. Oh, no, that was a tooth pull, that game. Oh, okay. That was not fun. All right. 617-779-7937. You want to do the off-field uh, moments, we can do that later. Yeah, I mean, you had said something about Tara Reid. I don't want to put words <laughs> in your mouth. The Trump hat. We had the uh, oh, the, the, the uh, Spygate conversation on the morning show with Kirk and Jerry. Yep. Whoa, was that awkward? Spygate, I think, was deflate. Is, is Tom Brady a cheater uh, at the podium? Whew, we had some drama. Locking out Jimmy G at the TV 12 facility. Still one of the all-time great moves. Awesome. Uh, but Maybe at- that's why he's so injury prone. <laughs> I do want to touch on that Karen Garigia, Gerard Mayo thing. Do you think Steve Belichick is still a factor in how they're manipulating Mayo after bringing him back and supposedly promising him, well, you would think something good. We'll discuss that here on the Ken and Curtis Show. First, Nick LePan with What's Trending. We're right back to it. Ken and Curtis. W-E-E-I. W-E-E-I. Warming up here, Curtis. I don't know what the temperature is in Jupiter, but we're on our path to uh, to warmth again here in uh, New England. Uh, a little uh, windy here right now. It's about uh, 72, a little cloudy, humid. But um, we're, up to, the, we're uh, up to four here. It was minus nine this morning. So Oh, yeah. I mean, that's balmy. Not bad. I mean, it was uh, a little chilly on the tarmac walking onto the plane last <laughs> yesterday, but settled in safely. Well, you got out in time. 60 cancellations or something in Logan this morning. I have to say, we took a route that I had never taken before where we went west. We went right over Harvard Stadium, over B.C., and banked out. Mm. And so you could see the the Comav, you know, the sort of the Charles heading into Boston. And it was perfectly clear. It looked unbelievable. Beautiful, beautiful place. 
Nice job. Good good of you to still do the show this weekend. I do appreciate that, despite your I, world travels. Well, uh, by the way, I don't know if this happened with you ever with, with Maya, but he was so overtired last night because he didn't nap, his second nap, whatever. <laughs> he was screaming in a way, like, I can't even, it was literally, like, I would have done anything, screaming at the top of his lungs for two hours. This is young baby James, of course, you're referencing? Just, like, I was like, I finally, I brought him into the garage and just, like, walked around because I'm petrified because my parent, like, I don't want to wake everybody up, and he's, like, there's nothing. Milk, just tried for, like, an hour, didn't work. I tried, and it was, like, I don't know when it was, 2 a.m. He finally fell asleep, and it was the longest interminable period of my life. But we're all happy today. Good luck getting through this phase. It is a grind. There's no doubt oh, of that. God. Now, uh, quickly before we get back into Brady and the one-day contract and the top moments and all that stuff, the pump the brakes on the job title for Gerard Mayo was a little sidebar this week. That probably should get a little more attention. Karen Garrigan reported this in the Herald. Well, what's the source? Do they have a vendetta? They might, they might have a vendetta. Mayo will get a pay raise... He could have a different title. However, his overall title may not change. You know what this strikes me as? And I might be, I have no idea, obviously. Doesn't this feel like an even bigger Belich, I mean, a Kraft power play? So, like, Kraft forced, Kraft did this without Bill's consent, and now well, Bill's I, pushing I mean, back? He outwardly said, so the, the story was that Mayo was likely to be a top candidate for the Panthers' vacancy, correct? Correct. And he never even interviewed, correct? Correct. Before the interview and in the reporting, my guess is that Kraft said, we're not losing this guy. He's staying. Figure it out. Or the the Panthers said, we're hiring Frank Reich. Don't even waste your time. Okay. I guess. I I don't know. why Why would the Panthers do that? Wouldn't they get... How does it hurt the Panthers to talk to Gerard Mayo? Right. I don't know. Behind backdoor channels like, hey, does Mayo really have a shot? No, not really. We just or did want... Belichick text Brian Flores? <laughs> um, but in all sincerity, like, because we know the title, offensive coordinator, quarterbacks coach for Bill O'Brien, right? Yep. Now, well, I think what would that, be the reason? Actually, just... we don't really know that, do we? Yes, that was announced they, in the press release. That? Okay. Um, what what would you think would make the defense different than the offense? Let me think. What would be the issue here? Oh, his kids. Right. That's the difference, Ken. And Kraft is saying, I don't care what you give him as a title. So it's still a factor. Why is why would they allow why would Kraft allow this to continue? <laughs> you just said that Belichick won the debate this week because Brady retired. It is as big of a civil war within those walls now as it was with Brady and Bill. But this just feeds the like. This must be Bill just doing doing it just to, because he can't, right? Because it makes it does all it does is just gives you fodder for the next year to complain about Steve Belichick. I'm not complaining about Steve Belichick for the fiftieth time. I've no, I met him twice. He seems like a nice guy. I have no relationship with him. My issue is you cannot build the foundation of an organization on doing what's in the best interest of the team and then fill your staff with your family members and your golf buddies. Well, it's also just hypocritical based on whether titles matter or not. They used to matter in Bill's life. Now They, they always don't. have, Ken. He grew up under the shadow of Bill Parcells, who dominated titles. What's the title? The first thing he did when he got to the Browns is remove the titles of coordinators. Right, and they just gave Bill O'Brien a title. Right. So it's, and they just uh, kept. They announced to the world that Gerard Mayo was in negotiations with the team. I'm right. sorry, that's not Bill Belichick. Do you agree? I, well, yeah, totally. I think there's something there. So, 
Kraft and Belichick still have some issues to work out. That's what this is signaling. And, and I mean this sincerely. I bet you Steven is bothered by this. Like, this isn't something he wants to endure. Eh, he might. That he wants to be in this, like, public feud with Gerard Mayo. My well, guess no, but, everybody but, says they get along well. Everybody says that Steve works hard. Like, that's not the point of what I'm saying. I'm not ripping Steve. This has nothing to do with him. This has to do with the concept and the foundational element of your building, your organization, and your coaching staff with people you're related to and you're friends with. Bill said it openly, Ken. I'm done teaching and coaching players I don't like. And I'm sure that goes with working with people on his staff. Well, 774 Texter says maybe this is a sign that Mayo becomes general manager, not huh. head coach. I mean, maybe, I guess. But General manager? You mean this season he's not on the defensive field coaching staff? No, I just think like maybe that's what they promised him instead of head coach in waiting. Because this flies in the face of – this says you're not the head coach in waiting. You're not even the coordinator this year. We're just paying you a little more. I'm – why? That is I mean, strange. I guess, but what? But they're they, doing it again. They are creating another year of coaches being an issue that we have to talk about. Why isn't Mayo the coordinator? Why doesn't he have the title? Ken, an organization that did everything to remove noise, to to to, to dissuade discussion of distraction, right, has now created these self-inflicted wounds year after year after year. It is bizarre. going back to. Telling Lisa Salters you're going to switch quarterbacks after three series and benching Mac Jones on Monday Night Football at his low point of his NFL career. Well, that he's glad not he did saying that. you're defending Mac Jones against Bailey Zappi. I could give you chapter and verse. Well, that's deliberate. Of, that's deliberate from Bill to send a message to Mac. We know that now. Okay, that's great. But it used to be you could send the message without telling the media all about it. Uh, well. And, I mean, I, I thought that Bill didn't even listen to the media. That's what I'm told. <laughs> he, when he has a message to send, he'll use them to his advantage. But in this case... In this case, it's bizarre. I can't believe this. But it falls right in line with all that, Ken. How do you not see that? Well, it does not fall in line with... They just gave Bill O'Brien the title. You you got Mayo back. Everybody no, thought... I, it, no, I said it falls in line with what I said about Mac and the, and the coaching staff and oh. the, all those things. To, uh, that falls in line. You just had Karen Garigian write a story with Andrew Callahan. Yeah. Where she said on Jones and Mago, Karen Grigian that is, that she was shocked at the number of people that wanted to talk about the dysfunction within the team. Yep. So that's not, you know, six months ago. That's not in training camp. That was in January. So now you're saying, oh, looks like they're in the, they've got momentum. You know, now Tom's retired and Bill's on his way to, you know, really reascending, reascending to the throne. Well, in do. what way, what empirical data do you have to suggest any of that? Well, they, well I like Bill O'Brien. That's how. And he and Mac might get along great if, if Mac's their guy, which I don't, you know. Okay, we so we don't even know if Mac's their guy. And then what's Correct. going on the defensive coaching staff? Well, now, this, see, I'm, that's why I brought it up. You're yelling at me. I'm, I am. Putting this on the table, I think it's important. But I don't it's understand surprising. it. I don't get what they're doing. Why are they doing this? It's a great question. The only reason is they. Steve wants this. Steve doesn't want to be humiliated by Mayo now being the DC, and he's just his his pawn, I guess. So yeah, they're concerned. A, they're concerned a, about Steve. Spot. Although the defense played pretty well this year, so I guess why change yeah, that? They also invested a lot in the defense. They, 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 you know, Judon, you know, half a season is a, one of the best players in the NFL. Yep. And Belichick is a brilliant defensive coach. So he is able to build that side up this past year. You know, he just can't be all places at once. You just wonder what they told Mayo before he agreed to come back and now what they're telling him now. <laughs> oh, yeah, we, we didn't really want to give you a title. But wasn't the issue 
with Mac reportedly that he was going around Bill to Robert? We're going around Bill to McDaniel's or other people in the league. But, but it was there was part of that that he, you know he, the owner was about Kendrick Bourne. We we heard after week one, Robert Kraft spoke out through, to Kami to Curran about the game plan. Yeah, yeah. So then, why would we expect that it's okay when Mayo appears to do that? Great question. Six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven to Mike G, who was in Florida as well, I believe. Hi, Mike. Gents, how are you? I've talked to both of you guys before. I always enjoy calling in on your show. Curtis, nice to know that you're in Florida. Can you sorry you're freezing sorry you're freezing up there. Oh, hey so the whole question regarding uh does Brady need to come back and sign a contract and all this other stuff, I, I'm of the position that the answer to that question is no. And I'm kind of of the opinion that that whole thing that Kraft did on CNN, I have a high regard for Robert Kraft as an owner. He's part of the three-legged stool, you know, with Belichick and Brady and Kraft as to why we had all that success. But why does why do we need to sign up for a contract? Why does he need to retire a Patriot? He didn't retire as a Patriot. He officially announced his retirement as a member of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And I think people in New England are, are done with it, you know. Um, should he have a statue outside of Gillette? Yes. Should one day there be a statue of Bill outside of Gillette, mm. in theory, next to his and maybe Robert Kraft? Yeah, sure, absolutely. Should the Pats bend over backwards to accommodate him and to you know give him the recognition that he deserves based on what he did for our franchise and for our region? Hell yeah, absolutely, 100%. But all this kind of you know back-and-forth chatter that has been going on this week of whether or not we should resign him, I, I think that's – that's wasted. I think Robert may may be embarrassed by sort of putting it out there on national television because I think if if Teddy Bruschi's got it right, Brady uh, Belichick doesn't want to do that. So then it puts Kraft. You know, does he push it? Does he force it? What does that do to the franchise? Yeah, well, it's um, a good point, Mike. But that's that's the whole issue, right? If Kraft doesn't bring that up on CNN this week, we're not talking about that. But he did. I mean. He almost well, begged for it. he's not the only one to have done that, though. I mean, you know, even on, you know, other other shows on your guys' network, you know, WEI, you know, Christian brought it up, Fourier. Uh, a lot of people have talked about that because that's kind of what is done, right? We brought Pierce back and we signed him before his retirement ceremony. I would say, though, Mike, just to jump in, I, I think that a lot yeah. of the reaction was after Kraft's appearance on CNN. It had been discussed, You're of right. course. But he really, right. saying that the fans well, were clamoring for it. I didn't hear fans clamoring for it. I don't know. I agree with you. I don't think the fans did claim for it. And, and you're absolutely right, Curtis, that, that by Kraft mentioning it uh, on national television, I mean, it kind of it's like a poker game. He's up the ante, and if it doesn't happen, it looks him. Now, let's, let's, I think you guys talked about this earlier. It, it's, the, the real deal here is Kraft, in ways that it's not evident that Belichick wants to do this. In fact, I don't think Belichick wants to do it at all. But Kraft clearly wants something like that to occur because – Brady's departure is not only an adverse reflection on Belichick, right? It's a ref- as the coach and as a GM. But, you know, most people realize if Kraft went into that discussion and said, Tom, I don't want you to leave. I want you to finish as New England Patriot, your career. What do I need to do to do that? So the fact that Brady walked, I think at some level, also reflects badly on Kraft or he feels that way as do a lot of people in the fan base, and he wants to make it right, and he thinks by this one-year contract where he's holding up number 12 and wearing a Patriots jersey again, somehow will absolve him of any responsibility for Brady walking. That's kind of what I think. Right, right. well said, Mike. Thanks, Mike. And one thing that is really demoralizing as someone who benefits when the Patriots do well 
is the amount of time and energy that is being spent on things that have nothing to do with the team getting back to where it should be. <laughs> well, what can they do now? And this, the thing that is always shocking to me is how people try and reshape public opinion by telling people how they should feel. But do you think, actually, quick aside there, is Kraft trying to reshape league opinion by getting Brady to sign this one-day contract, this this contract with the team, would that tell other players, free agents perhaps, oh, yeah, Brady loved it there. He didn't hate it. Uh, no. that's LaShawn McCoy is on every day on FS1 telling everybody about how Brady felt about playing for Bill. I don't know. It helps. It's, it's In trying no way to change would the Tom narrative. Brady signing a one-day contract say that he wanted to play there? What well, it, cer- to- it certainly would be a sign that he loves Robert Kraft. No, this is right. Exactly. This is about absolving Robert Kraft. Well, who this are, is not who about absolving play the team. For? I mean, they're going to come here and play for the guy that Brady loves. Instead of <laughs> coming, they would not. If Brady doesn't sign this, it's like, oh, what's going on with Kraft? Brady so you is- think the Commanders will have a tough time getting players if John Henry buys the team? <laughs> I mean, what are you talking about? I mean, th- th- this this energy that is being, um, you know, there's a lot of people that are happy about Brady and love the Pats, and the only way everybody's back on board in the same boat is if they start winning again and they start building a team that can, is capable of winning a championship. The offensive coordinator, the defensive coordinator, all of that is irrelevant. It's about putting your energy towards building a team that is best suited to win a championship. Everything else is rearranging the deck chairs. And the fact that you are – nobody is going to change their opinion on this topic based on an interview with CNN or on a one-day deal. I don't know. We had two moments this year where Kraft – you remember the staged Kraft hug with Brady in the tunnel? Was that two years ago, right? That was two years ago, and that was widely panned. Okay, and then this year we had him showing up at Kraft's wedding. Right, so that, you ripped him for. But Kraft praised Brady this week about that. Those moments obviously meant a great deal to the owner of this franchise. Right. I'm not saying that those two can't change their opinion of one another. I'm saying that the the Patriot fandom is really only going to be fully back on board once they show that they are working towards winning a championship, not trying to curry favor with public opinion based on irrelevant one-day contracts. Yeah, but it's not irrelevant. It becomes Brady then is back in the fold 100%. He has genuflected to the owner he's back he's he's part of everything they do going forward just like in Wait. pittsburgh when joe green shows up in the hallways at at heinz field you know and, right. and so you think that, like just like mean joe green brady's going to be going out serving chicken parm subs in the north end <laughs> you might be every I, now and I then don't see, i don't see that happening i think that i mean i make would love as well. I said, make it worth his while give him a little piece of the ownership group so you're saying that they should do something to make it worth brady's yep, while not absolutely. just a one-day deal yeah and it's good for him Ooh. It's good for his brand. Let's go to okay, go ahead. Todd in Cambridge next up. Hi, Todd. Hey, guys. Thanks for taking the call. Uh, first and foremost, I hope the um, I hope the Eagles lose by a bad call that cannot be overturned. <laughs> and uh, and also, too, I, um, well, I have a question for you guys. Who do you think is going to be the one journalist that says no when it comes to the Hall of Fame ballot just because they want their name in the limelight and they want to be on shows like Greg's? Yeah, but you never hear that in the NFL. It's, it's just 50 guys in a back room, and they, the guy either makes it in or out. You never know who votes for who and who doesn't, unless somebody squeals. Right. So, that I mean, he'll be in. That's a no-brainer. I mean, yeah, but I did see this story. you see this Florio piece on the hall within the hall? No. So there is a new discussion. I don't know. It's, it's about Deion Sanders. I don't know who broached the topic. But that Canton creates a inner sanctum 
for the real Hall of Famers. So you have like you know, oh the uh, no doubters. Right, you have the uh, the Lin Swan, and you have you know obviously you know whatever Munoz the tackle whatever you have people on the outside, and then you have you know Lot Jerry Rice Brady. You know, Walter Payton in the inner sanctum I of love the Hall that. of Fame. I love that. Should be an extra admission fee to get in there to see those guys. Right? Wouldn't that be awesome? And then you have Brady see, in there, see, but Bill's base- on the outside. <laughs> Baseball Hall of Fame, maybe you could convince me of that. You could have the steroid guys on the outer wing. Right. You or, could have them in, we could have really like big, blown up plaques for the steroid guys. <laughs> or it takes you small like, balls. it takes you three miles to walk to see that. It's in the back <laughs> corner of the of the hall, but they're in there. What was the road in Russia, whatever it was called? Yeah, uh, yes, I think that that's exactly it. You should go have to go on a death walk to see Manny's plaque. If if Brady does not, uh, Kraft is begging him. If he doesn't respond to this, doesn't this make him look Wait, against- Ken, you just said he has to actually substantively give him something, correct? Yeah, I would. I would so then I would we don't know the what pot. that is, so then why should he acquiesce? It just makes him look like he's holding a grudge. Which he in says he way, never does. He's literally out pr- promoting a movie. He just retired. Nobody's being impacted by his his being out and about watching 80 for Brady. Kraft says he wants it. Fans are clamoring for it. Right. Tom wanted money. He didn't give it to him. So he won a Super Bowl in Tampa. I, I don't know what you're trying to say. Are there any plans, Bob, to make sure that he retires? Are you going to sign him to a one-day contract? Do you want him back? Yeah. <laughs> to retire a patriot. i do it tomorrow. For him uh, to retire a patriot oh, is a actually, question. Not, not only do I want it, our fans are clamoring for it. And to us, he is always has been and always will be a patriot. And Wait, we by the way, Ken, just uh-huh. jump in here. Yeah. The, the, it wasn't even his idea. It was Don Lemon's idea. And you're saying he's clamoring for it. Unless he fed Don Lemon the question. Oh, well, that's true. I don't think that happened, though. I mean, it, it, I don't even, I, I don't think that this, I, I do think this is a media creation. Jerry Tom Rice Brady did this. Be, Emmett Smith did this. Right. Tom Brady will be back this season. They will retire his number. And it will be a great night to honor the greatest winner in Boston with the Patriots players from past. You'll have Wiggy. You'll have Ted Johnson who will be in the back left because he hates Bill. <laughs> you'll have Ty Law. You'll have all the greats, Teddy Bruschi, you name it, Vince Wilfork. They'll all be there telling Brady stories, and they will rise 12 next to the new lighthouse. Do you think Brady wants Wiggy to give a speech at the Hall of Fame for him? Uh, no, I think Wiggy's speech should be like the steroid Hall of Fame. It should start like three hours before the event, <laughs> so it's over in time. Let's go to Frankie in Manchester, New Hampshire. Hi, Frankie. Hey, guys. Um, Ken, do you really believe that Kraft should give uh, Brady a, a, a percentage of the, of the team? Definitely. If you did that, you would have to give Bill Belichick a, a portion of it, too. That's crazy. You're not going to do that. Well, no. I mean, they're just different age. Brady's going to be around for decades to be able to help this team and their yeah, brand. Breaking. Ken Laird says Belichick's dying soon. Oh, that's not what I said, <laughs> but just like, you but, know, realistically. Realistically, let's be real, you would have to give Belichick a percentage of the team, too, if you gave it to Brady. Because they're both equal. I mean, Brady went to a team that was set up for the Super Bowl, okay? Belichick stayed. He's rebuilding our team. Hopefully, before he leaves, he goes to another Super Bowl. But you cannot give these guys a portion of the team. It's like, thank you very much. You know, we'll have all these little parties for your parade or whatever, but you can't give them a portion of the team. That's crazy. Well, here's a question. Can he even have, if he's going to be with a, with Fox, is he allowed to? Probably not. I mean, Robert Kraft basically owns CBS. <laughs> so you let it happen? But, but if you don't do it, somebody else will. The Dolphins will. Of course. So That's what I find. I mean, it's going to be a 
I don't see Brady being satiated with pickleball and movies. <laughs> right. He's going to be bored. He's going to want to be active. So right. give, him, give him a little piece of the action. Yeah, I, I mean, the only he, thing he might that... run, He might try to run Belichick out. Oof. Now that would be awesome. Now that would give us fodder for decades. Oh, Brady geez. comes in and fires and you, th- and you thought this was the last Saturday we're talking about Brady. Oh, sorry, buddy. All right, He's six, kind of an important figure. 617-779-7937. Do you believe the Patriots and Brady should get together and have the retirement ceremony, the one-day, one-whatever-it-is, the short contract? Make-up sex at Gillette Stadium. Right. We'll talk about it next. We're right back to it. Ken and Curtis on WEEI. I thought of how I had the privilege of going to his wedding down in Costa Rica approximately 13 years ago to a small group and enjoying that special moment in his life with his family. And then just a couple months ago, he coming to my wedding celebration and skipping something that was important to him but showing love and respect to something very important to me. It's hard to find those relationships in this world, and I truly cherish special relationships, and I'm so fortunate to have had Tom Brady in my life. Robert Kraft this week, the video released after the Brady retirement, so he wants it, you know, and he went on CNN and said it, Curtis, he wants the... Retire as a Patriot, important to him, the relationship. But who knows what Brady's saying? Is Brady back to talk to Mr. Kraft? Where were you when I wanted the contract in 2019? The training camp uh, moment, which will live forever. That's the Yeah, I mean, I said to Greg because uh, Greg and I had a very similar lead, I believe, on Thursday about the retirement and Giselle making it about herself, commenting with the very sort of... <laughs> Uh, I don't know. Uh, Good. Just, enjoy the next chapter of your life. Right, like basic, like cookie cutter nonsense. And I don't know how you can't say the same thing about Robert Kraft. I mean, you're making this about your relationship with Tom. And instead of the discussion being about Tom's career and then establishing Tom's return at a later date when you two have had the opportunity to hash it out. So it is, you know, I get it. I agree. I mean, I understand what Robert Kraft's trying to do. You, you want, Tom's legacy, it will be worth a lot of money to the team that gets it. Yep. And so, you know, you know the Bucks. they probably already have built three statues around Tampa, for God's sake. I mean, they have nothing else to do over there. <laughs> so, um, What's their record this year, by the way? Uh, I don't know, but I think the Bucks win a playoff game before the Patriots do. Whoa! You going to give up your Bucks swag? I'm not a Bucks fan. Yes, I'm a Tom Brady fan. We're in the Bucks pajamas uh, for weeks now. Okay, that's because you don't pay me. Um, but I would say that Tom, I think the Patriots will have a hard time winning a playoff game in the next couple of years. But you think of all the ambassadors that this dynasty has put up over the last couple of years. Like Kraft has Ty Law, McGinnis. Well, I don't know about McGinnis these days. Brewski, <laughs> Light, Falk, Rodney Harrison, Seymour, Wilford. If you're Brady, do you send a McGinnis to, to negotiate on your behalf? <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, there's an amazing Troy Brown, list. Bledsoe, like you have these super patriots that are just going to be for four decades coming. Right, none of those guys are in anywhere but, near the right. top of their He craft. needs Brady. He needs yeah. the crumb de la crumb. Right, that'd be, you know, the, the the Cowboys, the Niners have, like, legit, you know, whether it's the, the Cowboys with Emmett Smith, Troy Aikman, 
Deion Sanders. I mean, guys that were both sides of the ball that are electric, massive, magnetic personalities, Hall of Famers. The Patriots do not have that. Not right. Not right now. Well, sort of. I mean, it's not like Brady's been overtly rude to the Patriots, but he's he didn't give them their moment, right? He didn't. He has not given the region its its uh, reach out, its closure that it needs just yet. In the week leading into the Bucks game last year, you got the raw feeling of how Brady felt through his family leading into that game. The no the no doubts or what was what was the uh, damn, rights. damn rights? That's right. You had Alex Guerrero talking to the Herald. You had Tom Curran talking to Tom Senior. You had all the reporting about how you know. Tom threw 56 touchdowns. I guess he wasn't done. You but know? you remember who who Brady Sr. blamed in that? Belichick, not Kraft. He said right. Belichick wanted him out. And because the Tom had negotiated with Robert, and Bill said, you can't do that anymore, but it doesn't make fiscal sense, and Robert sided with Bill. Let's go to Mike in Florida. Hi, Mike. Hello. Hi, Mike. Hey, how you doing, guys? Good. What's going on? Great show this morning. I'm a uh, transplanted New Englander moved down Same. here five years ago and became a season ticket holder as soon as Brady signed. I don't think Tom Brady owes Robert Kraft a thing. I think he turned his back on him. He obviously could still play. He's the owner of the team. He could have told Belichick we're getting this done, and I believe that they could have gotten it done. But I just think that um, Kraft, he's no dummy. Um, obviously, he's a very rich man obviously knows how to play politics, obviously knows the media very well, and that's exactly what he's doing today. Build a, build a statue for the guy. He absolutely deserves that. As far as a one-day contract, what a bunch of BS. <laughs> Just stop it, please. You're insulting our intelligence. The fans in New England are not clamoring for this. I'm very close. I still have a lot of family. I'm up in New England a, a lot as well. I don't know one of my friends that is clamoring for Tom Brady to sign a one-day contract. Hmm. Yeah, I honestly don't know anybody either to, who's saying, you know, oh, this needs to happen. I think this well, is something that you're needs calling to Kraft happen. a liar, then, because Kraft said his fans are clamoring for it. Right. I believe that Robert Kraft is clamoring for it because he wants to be absolved from blame and he wants the world to see that they're on a good term. Like, do you feel like it's sad that Bird is not around at all? I mean, I don't have the same emotional attachment to Bird, so I'm the wrong guy to ask. I mean, I knew I, I heard people tell me about Bird. I didn't see Bird. I mean, I watched, you know, I obviously saw the the great, you know, historical clips of the 80s and Magic versus Bird and all that. But Larry never was – the difference between Larry Bird and Tom Brady from afar, having not lived through the Bird experience entirely, is Larry legitimately didn't give a damn. <laughs> and Brady does. And those are, you know, they're similar in that they both were, you know, long shots from different po- – different perspectives whether it's indiana state or from the sixth round but larry bird was the first pick taken a year in advance correct uh yeah was he's more peyton manning than he is tom brady and i guess he's just quirky i guess just in the sense that he he's just one of those guys that is reclusive post-retiring doesn't hate the region but he's just never around like and the celtics are not but and the celtics are not the celtics from when he was there when he left it was not the same group that he played for and the entire management structure shifted with Patino when he came in, and now Wick owns the team, and Bird's been in Indiana. But if you, so, I wish it would be an interesting question to Wick. Like, have you reached out to Larry ever to try to get him to be an ambassador for the team? Like, I'm sure they would love that, right? Why, why wouldn't they? He must have rebuffed them at some point. Like, just nah, not interested. Yeah, but I don't think. I guess the difference is it's not personal. At least from my perspective, it doesn't appear personal between Larry and Wick. Yep. The way it is with because. 
Bird didn't leave on bad terms. He couldn't play anymore. He retired. And then he joined the front office of the Pacers. So maybe he was pissed that he didn't get asked to be, you know, with the Celtics for a longer period of time. But Brady won a Super Bowl elsewhere. This is like Larry leaving and winning a title with the Knicks. 617 uh, texter. Great call, except I would love to see it. Not a Brady lover at all, but I think it would be fun to get one more jolt of TB12. That would be pretty cool. Our fans are clamoring for it. Yeah. Some uh, are, I, some aren't. I, I, I think if you're saying our fans clamoring for a, a night to retire his number, yes, absolutely. Yeah. The one-day contract thing is totally meaningless to me. Except that's not what Kraft said. But I think you're right. They'll do the. He'll come back for the retirement of the jersey, right? But that texter up. just was not agreeing with Kraft. He was saying he wants a one-night jersey retirement, which is what we all want. Yep. Nothing to do with whether he signs a one-day contract or not. More on this uh, calls lining up, 617-779-7937. Are you, as a Patriots fan, clamoring for a Brady moment? Maybe not the contract, but maybe some uh, celebration this year. We'll talk about it next.